Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Before we get started, support for this podcast comes from Boost with Facebook, whose podcast, Boost My Business with David Fisher, features unique perspectives and insight from business leaders and small business owners. Hear stories and anecdotes about businesses just like yours. Gain insight on what it takes to grow a business and learn from both the mistakes and triumphs of others. Download Boost My Business wherever you get your podcasts. That's Boost My Business Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Taylor Davis, joined as always by McKenna Kelly, here to talk all things gymnastics. And we've got another great episode for you today. We're going to be talking about a few different news stories that have come out, obviously, in regards to the Olympics, uh, some other gymnasts that have popped up now that there's another year left before Tokyo. So we're going to be talking all about that. Also, we are going to recap our meet of the week. As you remembered, we gave the assignment last week. We are talking all about the Oklahoma Sooners and the meet of the week was Oklahoma versus Michigan. So McKenna and I are going to give our recap and analysis of Oklahoma in that meet. And of course, we've got a very fabulous interview for the end. University of Kentucky gymnast. And honestly, this girl just made quite a mark on that program. I would go as far to say that she kind of rewrote the story for Kentucky Gymnastics. Molly Korth will be joining us today to talk all about her amazing career. So it's going to be a great episode. We all need some entertainment right now as we are still locked in our homes in quarantine. McKenna, how's how's your quarantine life going? It's so weird. Um, I hate it. I, yeah, I, I miss being busy um, and doing, not that I just feel kind of like things are meaningless tasks right now. When you get bored, do you ever just like whip out any old skills or anything? Do you just go throw stuff in the backyard? Um, no, but sometimes I'll get, <laughs> I'll get like, like literally, or just do like, I'll be anywhere. And sometimes I'm like, okay, that is, I cannot do that right now. That's not appropriate. But like, I'll just <laughs> be like, oh, I want to kick up and I'll just, like it'll it'll hit you at the most random times. If you're like an ex gymnast out there, I feel like you know what I'm talking about. Like anytime you put something in the microwave, like those thirty seconds, I guarantee you, I will be in a handstand waiting for my food to be ready. It's- what? Oh yeah, we'll turn <laughs> in the kitchen, handstand holds, absolutely. That is hysterical. Well, I can respect that. If if I'm ever in a house with you and you cook your food and I come in and your like feet are above your head, I'll, I won't be surprised. No, hang on, yeah. I obviously feel like I need to clarify this. This is a little off topic, but I've I've gotten some messages and things and I feel like I need to clarify. I was not a gymnast. I don't know where that, that information got misconstrued. I have never said I was a gymnast. My background is in television. I have worked for ESPN and the SEC Network for several years, so I have worked on the broadcast side of the sport and therefore know a lot about it, have been around the athletes and the coaches for years, but I do not have a, a gymnastics a, as far as the athlete background. So I, I'm not sure where that information got misconstrued, but I just want to clarify that. So you will not find me in a handstand while I'm waiting for my food to cook. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, As everyone is sitting in their house twiddling their thumbs, there is still a good bit that we can be talking about in regards to gymnastics. So we're going to jump right on in. The first thing we want to mention, it's kind of a follow-up 
to our biggest storyline last week that the Tokyo Olympics were officially pushed to 2021. The issue was there had not been a specific date pinned down. They assumed it was still going to be summer, but once again, there were question marks associated with this very big decision. And as always, everyone's concern is and should be the athletes, and that was not a fair thing to announce and not give them the full date. And now it has been announced that the Tokyo Olympics will take place July 23rd, 2021 through August 8th, 2021. So it is basically the exact same time frame and date just a year later. So uh, excellent that that news has already come out. These these gymnasts can now create their, their practice plan and their training attack as best they can during this time, knowing exactly how long they have to go. Uh, McKenna, do you think that a full year is better or or were like, do you think a shorter time frame would have been better or giving them the full year? I, I don't know as much about the training regimen. Is this almost too long for these girls? Like essentially they will have trained for this for five years. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Part of me wonders if, if, you know, they wanted to try to emulate it and make it as remotely normal as it would have been, you know, trying to keep that sure. time in the summer. So I think, Maybe that's what they were shooting for. But I think there was actually an interview with Simone, um, you know, asking her thoughts about the Olympics being pushed back. And um, I think she mentioned something um, along the lines of, you know, for her, it, it, I mean, she's a freak of nature. So I think for her, it's not going to be that hard. But mentally, she was saying it's going to take a really big toll on not only her, but all of the other gymnasts who've been training, just knowing it's a whole yeah. new year away. Um, it, and, and we've talked about this before, but so much can happen, um, in a year, so much can happen in a week. And so there's just a lot of, um, things up in the air. A lot of injuries could happen. A lot of gymnast healing coming back from injuries could happen. So I think this mm-hmm. is definitely a major toss up. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Uh, I think a lot of people have, have been kind of waiting to hear Simone's reaction to this. And I, I saw the interview that you're talking about. She was on the Today Show. And yeah. I thought that was a really good point. Because at this point in in their career, especially for girls like her and Michaela Skinner, who have been doing this 20 plus years, mm-hmm. or probably 20, um, it does kind of, your muscle memory takes over. Your body is in a point where as long as you're doing your part in conditioning and staying strong, like the physical part will be okay. But the mental side of this, I mean, another year you're, and part of that year, we're all locked in our homes. They're, they're not necessarily spending the same amount of time in the gym. How does that start to affect your mental approach to the sport? I think that that, was a very good point that she brought up. It also brought a lot of attention to people starting to bring other names to the forefront saying, hey, like you you said you were out of the Tokyo race, but you have another year. And a lot of people started telling Chelsea Memel that she should try again. And I am just blown away by yeah. this woman. I, I, like, Anything that I think I'm not able to do physically because I'm a whopping 27, like she puts me to shame. This woman 
is amazing. If you guys haven't seen, she posted a video on Twitter of her doing a double pike dismount off beam. And she said, muscle memory is truly remarkable. It has been eight years since doing any form of dismount off the beam. And yet the first time I did, it felt like no time had passed and my body just took over. I am by no means committing to training yet, but the seed has been planted Thanks to you all for continually telling me that I should train and reminding me I now have another year. Now my family is even saying, why not train and see what happens? I thought by saying I needed to see how a dismount went, it would be a deterrent. Well, that backfired as this was only my fourth attempt at a double on the first day of trying them in eight years. I will continue to play and see what happens. Obviously, it needs some form work, but I'm cutting myself some slack. Oh, my God. You're a mother. You are eight years removed from doing any of this, and you're doing a double pike dismount off beam. I just. I'm sorry. What? She's up there with Simone. Like that. That is the level of superhuman that Chelsea Memel is. Like that's how insane she is. I. She was one of those gymnasts when I was growing up. Um, I mean, she on being on a team with with Sean and Nastia, those two kind of took the cake. They were kind of, um, you know, the poster child for the Olympics, and they were always yeah. going ahead. And so I feel like the rest of the team wasn't given the same spotlight that they were. And so to me, at least, Chelsea Memo was always kind of under the radar. She was always there. She was always successful. But I never really paid attention or – like appreciated her and her gymnastics until I was older. And um, I would watch reruns of 2008 visa championships and Olympic trials just because I was bored. And I'd see Chelsea and I'm like, holy crap. Like not like she is really, really, really good and really clean and has a lot of difficulty. Um, I don't remember maybe flow gymnastics um, did a documentary on her and her dad, or maybe I, I remember watching some documentary on her, Um, and she immediately, I gained so much respect for her and I became such a fan of Chelsea Memel because she is not only so humble, um, but she just, she loves gymnastics and she's always willing to give back and she's a coach now and she's a judge and she's a mom. And if you watch the video on Twitter after her dismount, you hear her little kids in the background, (laughs) mommy, or like, go mommy, go mommy, go stinking cute. But I, I feel like she probably never in a million years thought she'd be in the gym with her children um, while she's training, she is just, I, I want the best for her and it would be so freaking awesome to see her train for Tokyo. Right. Um, I can't imagine what's going through her mind, but if anyone can do it, it is Chelsea Memel. A hundred percent. She is a freaking boss. Like she defines the word. I think it's hysterical. Like how classic that she basically was like, yeah, let me just do a dismount off beam essentially to shut her family up. And then it like went really well. And she was like, oh crap, I can still do this. Like, yeah, I think she surprised herself. Like after eight years, you don't expect it's going to come back that easily, but that is just like it absolutely a a lifetime of hard work but that's also like a god-given talent and ability that after that long and at her age because we all know like gymnastics is a sport for the young and luckily a lot of women are changing that narrative but I mean she takes the cake that that is just I have so much respect for her I will say that um her point of saying muscle memory is such a real thing it feels like no time has passed that is so real. I remember yeah. even out a year with my 
excuse me, my Achilles, um, it felt like nothing had changed. Like my body knew where it was. I, everything wow. was normal again. Like it, it is truly a muscle memory thing. That's amazing. Um, okay. We're going to recap our meat of the week, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys once again about True Classic Teas. Now, we are all lounging around in our house and and going a little stir-crazy, and a great fix is a little online shopping. I know a lot of you can relate to me in that, and we love this sponsor for our show. Uh, These t-shirts are incredibly versatile. You can wear them multiple ways, so we can obviously be getting a lot of use out of them right now as we're all chilling at home, but they won't be something that you throw into a drawer once we go back to normal. These are are tees that you could style well and and wear them out. True Classic Tees are based out in LA. It's a t-shirt company that's on the rise. They make t-shirts that are soft. They hold up really well in the wash. You're not going to get a stretched out neck or, or shrinkage in the wash. They're very versatile, like I said. And the best part, they're incredibly affordable. They're only $15, and right now you can get them for even less. So all you have to do is go to trueclassictees.com and use the code BLEAV for 20% off at checkout. So that's believe, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get into our meat of the week recap. We are talking all about the number one team in the nation by the end of season, Oklahoma. Uh, We are talking about them in the Oklahoma versus Michigan meet. This meet was such a good competitive meet. Michigan was ranked number five, Oklahoma number one, and both teams came into this one undefeated. Oklahoma was coming off a 198-4-5 the week prior. (laughs) It's just, I mean, like Michigan, they knew they were going up against a top dog in, in their home. And they really held their own. I was very, very impressed by this. But we're just going to go um, apparatus by apparatus. And McKenna and I will each give some notes that we took on each event and see what happens from there. So let's start with Oklahoma on vault. McKenna, why don't you just run through some things that caught your eye? Well, the way I did this is I went ahead and um, I took notes on really everyone in the whole lineup. Um, and then I went ahead and, and scored them what I thought they should have scored. Um, and then love that what the judges came out with. And I was actually very surprised um, with, uh, there were a few events, not just, I mean, not really vault, um, but there were a few events where I gave a higher score than the judge or vice versa. So it was really, really yeah. And I, I was very surprised with myself, honestly, going into this. And I've, I've said this so many times on the podcast guys, but being a gymnast and and being out in this same field as OU and, and other teams, you are focused on your own team. You're focused on yourself. You don't want to be watching the competition, right? Especially when it's someone like yeah. you, when you know they're going to give you a run for your money, you don't want to be watching them stick their landings. That's going to get in your head and that's going to affect you. But now that I'm done with the sport, I can actually watch these meets and I can watch from start to finish and I can see what all the hype was about her, or I can, you know, say this team is so underrated. It's really cool for me to be able to watch and have opinions now and kind of know what everyone with the gym talking about. Um, because yeah. beforehand I was so focused on my team. Um, but OU, they're just a whole nother ball game. Um, starting yeah. on fault. Um, first of all, Olivia Troutman pretty much. Um, she is my MVP. She's insane. For the like what? Yeah. For the first three events, she is their starter, and that's huge. That goes to yeah. 
how much trust um, not only KJ, but the team has on her, how much Olivia trusts herself in her training. Um, and, and she came out with great starting scores. Uh, Vault, she had a one and a half. There's a small hop. And to me, it was a bit of an uncontrolled landing. Um, I think you can, you can tell when a landing is controlled. They land, they hold, their arms aren't being thrown up immediately. And um, to me, Olivia's landing was uncontrolled, but because she has that 10-0 start value, which I want to note that the entire lineup started from a 10, yep. which was nuts, except Reagan Smith's exhibition. Um, so starting from a 10-0, the reason why that's so important is because it does give you a little more room for error. Um, you can have a full uh, that starts from a 9-5 and a 1.5 fault. You can take that 1.5, or you can take a step on that 1.5 um, and outscore a fool that's stuck. It, you know what I mean? So it just, yeah. that's where, and that's why that 10 start value is so pushed, especially on vault, because at the end of the meet, those little tents are going to add up. You guys know how close these gymnastics meets always fare. So, um, that's why it's important to have 10 start values. But, um, I went ahead and gave her a nine, eight, seven, five. The judge came out with a nine, nine, two, five. I thought that was a bit overscored. Um, yeah. I think maybe you could go in between to a nine, nine, but to me, her landing was, um, was uncontrolled. Um, Allie Stern, one and a half, two. I feel like she, she seemed like she tried to finish the vault and setting, instead of letting it just finish. Um, she had mm. an aggressive hop. I went nine, eight, five judge went nine, eight, seven, five. So, so pretty close there. Um, yep. Jade Digovea, one and a half slight under rotation, um, uh, but had beautiful form. I thought this was really overscored. She went nine nine five. I went nine nine, and I say I think that's really overscored because if you see a gymnast who's under rotating, I, I think I think you have to remember that. Okay, that landing is happening. She's not sticking her landing because something else within that vault was technically not correct. So I feel like the judges were just looking at that landing, like oh, it was the tiniest little sl like slide of her foot nine nine five, but. Something else, somewhere in the entry, somewhere on the table, that vault was off, which is why she under-rotated. So you're going to have to think to yourself, there's more than just that half-tenth deduction. So I went 9-9 because to me, I think under-rotating, um, it, it's not an aggressive mistake. It's not like she had so much power to where um, it was really strong, if that, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. I would rather see over-rotation than under-rotation. Well, I think one thing that you do take into consideration with that score in particular is it was senior night and yeah. Jade was being right. honored that night. And I have been at plenty of senior night meet where deductions are just ignored for the sake of giving that senior a great score. I'm not saying that that's no. what this was in particular, but it is just another element to the judging bias that I have seen for many, many years. Yeah. You're very, you're very right. Honestly, it slipped my mind. I was getting really into this. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I forgot. It, yeah, it was senior night. That definitely has an effect on it. They want to honor their seniors. They want to give them, you know, a good feeling. Leaving. Those big moments. I, yeah. I, I've had my own senior night. I get it. I, t I totally understand. Um, so yeah, that, that could have had something to do with it. Okay. My absolute favorite vault. And I know Maggie got a 10 in this rotation, but you're about to say uh, Anastasia Webb. Oh my gosh. Can this I girl... This yeah. girl. Oh my epic. Because if I could pick a style of gymnastics, she's so opposite for me. First of all, she's like flexible and sassy and and if I could pick a style of gymnastics, it would be hers. Like I yep. would die for the way that she just attacks everything. Y'all, this she did one half and two. This vault was 
huge. Oh my, I thought it was better than Maggie's. I know she had a small yeah. heart. Maggie stuck it cold, but you guys, the amplitude in the form on this vault, she, oh my gosh. And she, she has, still has time at OU and not, I don't know how to not say this, but with Maggie out of the way, Anastasia is going to get a lot of attention and she's going to, she's going to step up huge for this team. It's, it's hard to, when you have someone that is that good, like Maggie Nichols on your team, it's, it's hard to step up and fill the shoes when all the shoes are already filled. Um, of course. It's going to be a huge growing curve for her and her gymnastics is already incredible. So I'm super excited to continue to watch her, but Anastasia's vault took the cake for me. It Agreed. was huge. Um, Maggie's was really, really good. Stuck absolutely cold. I mean, that's the kind of stuck landing you want to see, but I would have loved to have seen more amplitude. I think Maggie's vault doesn't really have a lot of amplitude, um, but it's Maggie. So that they're, they're going to watch it and she is unbelievably consistent and I don't know how she does it. Um, so <laughs> that was great. And then Evie Schofer, if I'm saying that last name correctly, I really appreciated and I really loved the uniqueness of this vault. She did a one and a half as well, but it was in a tucked position. Um, uh, she had a bit of a funky step, um, to the side on her landing, but she had a huge block. I mean, she got height off the table. I, I, I feel like if Evie and Anastasia and Maggie could all have like one vault baby together, it would be like, <laughs> <laughs> vault. um, I love that. I really liked that even though it was a one and a half two, it, it gave the lineup, um, a little bit of a change up overall vault. Um, I do think was a little overscored, but not not by not okay not by what my own gymnastics bias thought it was. Now that I get to sure. I actually got to watch it, I, it wasn't as outrageous as I honestly thought it was gonna be, and especially on senior night. So um, I really only had a few tents here and there that were um, different, but okay. I I had very similar notes to you. First of all, just that the entire lineup is 10-0 start value. Like you're already starting yourself ahead if you're in a situation like that. Michigan's vault lineup, in contrast, had two 995s and then four 10-0s, which like are, is fine, but it just makes it difficult to match them in, in that event. And Maggie, I, I agree with you in what you said, but Maggie has this way of when she is running down the runway – you know she's about to stick it. Like before she even hits the springboard, you know this is going to be a stuck vault. You don't have that kind of confidence in many athletes. That's why she is who she is, and it's why she's done what she did. She has this air about her that you know without a doubt what's about to happen. And I I think that preconception does play into her scores, but 98% of the time, it is justified. Yeah. There, there are little things here and there, but like I just watching her, you have this calmness. Like you're not nervous that something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Really, uh, yeah. it, it's it's really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, o- Olivia Troutman is my MVP from this meet. Three events, she is the leadoff, and she performs like a four or five spot. Like oh, she. Yeah. She has big skills. She doesn't take it easy, and she's consistent as heck, which does make a great leadoff. But she's certainly one that I would not be surprised if we see a 10 in a leadoff, like we saw with UCLA this year. I think now that that narrative is different, she could be one that that I could see uh, accomplishing that. Um, And then I'm going to speak on behalf of non-trained gymnasts, just fans of the sport. 
and mm-hmm. I'm, I might get a little heat for this. I don't like the one and a half in the tuck position. I'm going to be honest. Okay. I think it looks, it looks like she messed up. To an untrained eye who does not know that it's intentional, yeah. it looks like she got a bad block and she had to tuck to make it all the way around. Okay. I, That's just yeah. my perception. And I feel like if I showed somebody who watches even less gymnastics than I do, they would be like, oh, did she mean to do that? Like, it's just a little yeah. jarring. I could totally um, yeah. But maybe if it was a little prettier, like her feet are very flexed mm-hmm. while she's in the tuck position and that makes it a little weirder. Sure. I mean, no. Not that anyone asked, but I'm just giving my opinion. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, and that's, I could I could really understand what you mean um, to an untrained eye that, that might, because especially when the rest of the lineup is, is in a straight. It's flat. Yeah. Well, and one thing that I've always been taught uh, about kind of the trajectory of of growing your skills is that tuck is easier than laid out. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, like even uh, bar dismounts or in running tumbling at the very beginning, a, a tuck is usually before a layout. Obviously it can vary depending on what your your skill set and your body does well, but often what is is thought of is that in a tuck position i mean think about it just the aerodynamics you're going to flip over quicker uh your your body doesn't have as much space to go so if if tuck is simpler than a laid out position why is that not do you think it should start at a 10-0 um yes just considering the twist and the difficulty of it um okay well, I guess the same way is it's a one and a half. If it was yeah. just a full in a tuck position, then that's not. But the amount of twisting you do qualifies it for the full ten. Correct. Correct. Okay. That's just me. Overall, I, I think Oklahoma's vault sets the tone. And I think that that's probably something that happened all season for them. Yeah. They are strong on vault. They are um, controlled on vault. And they set themselves in a really good position when they do that well on vault. So I was very impressed with that. Okay, let's move on over to bars. Once again, for me, Olivia Troutman in the leadoff. She had a very floaty double layout dismount, which I loved. Uh, she just really exudes calmness. And then Anastasia Webb, mine, I, I, I freaking love this girl. Yeah. I think that you're absolutely on the money that she unfortunately has had to live in the shadow of Maggie Nichols a little bit. And Maggie is one of the best, if not the best collegiate gymnast in history. If you're on her team, it's kind of like the girls who are competing with Simone in elite. Like, you know, you're competing for second. Like that just is what it is. And the one meet well, she probably, it probably happened more than once, but I remember when Maggie didn't compete in the all-around, Anastasia won the all-around. Right. So it's like, you know she's right there on the cusp of it. They said during the broadcast, she competed in the all-around in every single meet this season. She, this is a girl that has those big skills and that consistency on every single event. Her pack salto was beautiful. Yeah. I just... I, I think this girl has such a flair about her gymnastics. If I had been, I, I would want her style 100%. Um, and then I love the Jade Degovea story when it comes to bars yes. that she was not in the bar lineup until her senior year. And it was really the dismount that she had to get a lot cleaner to make the 
the lineup. And when you watch her, it's shocking because she is such an ideal bar worker. She's tall and long and she has those, those pretty lines and that fluid swing that is always so ideal on bars. It's crazy to me that she was not competing there until senior year. I I love that story though. Talk about perseverance. Just once again, they, they just have such big skills and on vault, you kind of want that power to showcase itself. And then on that bar, on the bars, you want that elegance and that fluidity. And I think they really are able to switch from one to the next really easily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I could not agree more. And um, something I noted on Jade's routine too the right at the beginning, she does a hop, a, like it's, I think it's called a cow hop, but she, she hops her hands from front grip to, or to forward grip to a front grip and does a straight body pass into this huge Pike Jaeger. I don't think, I think gymnasts understand, but to, you know, the non-gymnast who's just a fan, you guys, this is so hard. And so you see straddle cast so often in, in, gymnastics and especially in college because they're easier they're easier to control um and a straight body cast is that in itself stood out to me I was just like wow especially when you you're not an elite and you have really the option you can do a really good shadow cast that just kind of took the cake for me Reagan Smith she was fifth up after Jade I feel like she's just always had to make skills work for her um Mm -hmm. and I personally feel like her bar technique is just a little odd it's a little awkward to me um yeah I just again I think I remember watching her Flow Gymnastics did a documentary on Texas Dreams and I remember watching that when um you know I was aspiring to be an elite gymnast and I was so just obsessed with the environment and I wanted to know how to be better and so I would watch Texas Dreams because they were the club to watch like they had Bailey Keith and Kate Nairn said all these gymnasts just coming out of nowhere that were unbelievable um and Reagan was itty itty bitty. And I remember um, she really struggled on bars at Texas Dreams. She was having to learn big releases and having to learn a toe catch, or, which is so hard. For, for those of you listening who don't know what a toe catch is, you're on the low bar and you have to do this strata release move in between the bars to catch the high bar. And because she's so little, um, that skill was really challenging for her. I, I remember watching her having a hard time with that. And so I feel like overall, especially on bars and vault, when like the event and the apparatus itself you have to um, work with and your height is a, an issue, I feel like she's just had to make it work. And what she's made work is is really good. But again, I do feel like her bar technique is just a little odd. Um, but she had a very clean routine, a huge Rikna, which is a stalder to Tkachev. Uh, there was slight leg separation um, and a hop on the double leg dismount. Um, I gave her 98.75. Judge went 9.9, um, I believe. I did not get that score down. But, um, I mean, it was a good routine. She's a very clean gymnast. And obviously, in college, that is what you're looking for. Um, yeah. And then Maggie, huge, huge release. Her handstands were awesome. Um, yeah. He did have a slight foot separation on her pack and on her shapash half, but the judges don't necessarily see that from their side angle. We did have that kind of front on camera view. So mm-hmm. um, that's also something to keep in mind. I know that sometimes when, you know, a gymnast goes viral because of her 10 or, or her really good routine, um, you know, the, the internet is super quick to be like, do, do they not see her legs apart? Or like, why are they kidding? Like, 
sometimes the camera angle is different than what the judges are actually seeing. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, if you're a judge on the side view and you're seeing a gymnast, you can't tell her legs are apart if they're like equal to each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they necessarily could have seen that, but I really want to emphasize how great um, her connection from her pack to her toe hand on the low bar was. It was so flawless. So she does her pack to the low bar and immediately she goes into a toe handstand and it wasn't forced at all. It was so fluid. Um, that really wowed me. Um, and then I thought her, her dismount was a little bit awkward just cause she had, she landed with stiff legs and her arm kind of went down to the side. Um, uncharacteristic for her just considering she sticks everything. So because of that dismount, I went nine, nine judges went nine nine five, which I thought was a little high. Um, just because that was a bit of an exaggerated error, but um, overall, the bar lineup was, was beautiful. They've got interesting routines, different routines. They bring difficulty, um, and they're aggressive, and, but they all kind of have a different flair. Um, but you can all tell they're Sooners. Yep, definitely. Oh, well said. You can tell that they're Sooners. They just have this different way of competing. I totally agree with you. Okay, let's move on to beam. One thing that I loved about Oklahoma's beam rotation, and honestly, it's no surprise here considering, you know, they they are known for their floor choreography, yeah. but I really appreciated their beam choreography. I, I thought it was all so intentional and, and they go the extra mile just with their movements and their connection from one skill to the next. And uh, I, I you can tell that KJ really emphasizes that you perform beam. I think a lot of coaches maybe don't emphasize that as much. And the ones that do, it really shows. Oh, Coach yeah. Val was the exact same way. Um, she was, she even told us on the podcast, like she's even intentional about facial expressions. Like I really appreciated the little nuances of, of the beam routines for Oklahoma. I couldn't have agreed more. And obviously, my favorite who took the cake was Anastasia Webb. She just, and I, this is like a tricky thing to say, but she has this like sexiness to her gymnastics, the way she, like from her fingertips to her eyes, she just so confident and so sassy. And I, I love it. I absolutely, Lori Hernandez kind of had the same flair. Um, I'm trying to think of other gymnasts who just have that, that sharp, beautiful dance that just your eye, you can't, you, your eyes can't like look away. Um, overall beam was great. Um, Olivia started off really, really strong. I, I actually went nine, nine for her judge went nine, eight, seven, five. Um, then we had Jenna Dunn, which was the first time we'd seen her in this meet. Um, she had an impressive triple series. I thought the layout was a little bit flat. Um, mm -hmm. the full dismount, I went nine, eight, seven, five, judge went nine, eight, five. So two scores lower, um, than what I had had for them. Then we had Carly Woodard. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this or her mount. Oh my gosh. She did a split on the beam and never in my wildest dreams could I do that. And so I hate <laughs> gymnasts who have different style than me, especially those that are flexible because I freaking wish. I want to note in hers, um, her dismount is a side area full, which is pretty common in college, but it is probably the best side aerial fool I have seen a college gymnast do. She is huh. so stretched going into that fool. She is such a strong set. Um, it's super fluid. Her dismount rises. A lot of the times in that in that dismount, you don't see the gymnast finishing their aerial and their, and their flip twists down. Um, I just really liked the way that she did it. I think um, it just really stood out to me that that was probably the best 
dismount like that that I have seen done. Um, I went nine nine two five. The judge went nine eight seven five. So bit of a bit of a jump there. Um, yeah. And then Reagan, poor girl, did not have the best um, beam routine. Big wobble in her series. She had a little bit of knees bent. Um, she had a very cool um, jump series to a back answering swing down. That's always really cool to see. Um, yeah. and walked her knees out a little bit on the dismount. Um, judge went nine seven two five. I went nine seven. And then Maggie, of course, um, that was awesome. I loved her <laughs> down. That was really cool. The only thing I saw was her back leg was a little bit down in that split jump. And then she nailed that one and a half dismount. Loved it. Loved it. And I think beam is so often where Oklahoma wins a lot in postseason. Yes. We would see that several times that their beam rotation kind of solidified it because it it got I remember Nicole Lehrman, yes. uh Chase Cap, some of those girls that just beam never seems to phase Oklahoma. There were a couple that kind of surprised me in this meet, but had we given been given the opportunity to see them in postseason, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if all those wobbles were gone. KJ is is a beam whisperer. She yeah. just knows how to get them there. All right. Well, finally, let's talk about floor. Obviously, this, like I mentioned, Oklahoma does have a reputation for their floor choreography being very unique, very entertaining. It's not the typical choreography, even the typical music. Uh, and I think they always do a really great job of, of putting something with the athlete that the athlete performs really well. One thing I want to, I think we've talked on this a little bit on an episode before. Um, I have a hard time with floor routines that only have two passes. Yeah, same. And I, I understand. I, <laughs> I, I can't really speak to that because even those two passes are incredibly difficult. But how in the world is that not easier than a routine with three? Yeah. At the end of the day, what makes Okay, let me try to break this down. So in gymnastics, the first levels that you start in are called compulsory. And in compulsory, there it's a one-size-fits-all routine. It's a cookie-cutter routine. It's, you know, giving the gymnasts, those little gymnasts, an understanding of their skills, an understanding of how competitions work and, and what a routine is. Um, a few levels later, then you reach optional. And that's when you can pick your skills. You can figure out what works better for you as a gymnast. And I that is the beauty of college gymnastics and the optional level of gymnastics is that you get to pick. And as long as you are hitting the requirements and you are, um, you know, getting that start value, no one can tell you otherwise. And, and Maggie's doing that. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> my senior year coming back from an Achilles tear, um, I got seventh at nationals on floor and I don't remember what I think Maggie won. She probably won, but I was very frustrated that, you know, here I am coming back from an Achilles tear doing a, a yeah. hard routine with an E tumbling pass and I get beat by a two pass routine. And yeah, that's not, I was mad. Right. I'm not going to lie. I was mad. That was frustrating for me, but I, I can't argue. I mean, if she's hitting the requirements, if she has less errors than me, which it makes sense. If you only have two passes, you're not going to have more room for error. Um, right. Of course it's Maggie. And if anyone can do it, it's her. Um, I mean, but it is to note that her leaps and the connections that she does um, are very difficult. I mean, there's a reason why I had to do e tumbling pass because I can't do an e leap. <laughs> so I mean, uh, to each their own. Um, but but I do think I feel like that kind of takes away. Um, I, I do think everyone should have a three pass routine. 
Um, I thought this floor lineup was so fun. I loved each of the routines. I, I love what you said about the choreography. They're, they're just fun to watch. It's very unique. It's very different. Um, their, their starter, Jordan, is so stinking cute. I, I love yeah, that they mentioned she's from Texas. And it did feel like a Texas routine. And considering, you know, I'm a, I'm a Texan, I loved that. Um, I thought she did very good. Jade was incredible. She had a really, really good front layout to front double fool. Um, very good routine, very controlled landings. Um, I thought she killed it. Um, and then Emma LaPinta. Okay. I thought she was adorable too. Um, yeah, I really liked her routine. I did too. I thought her, she's opened up with a triple, which is very unique. You don't really see mm-hmm. that. I think the other college gymnasts we've seen do that is Alex McMurtry and on Alex McMurtry blew her out of the water in this triple. Um, but yeah. I, I, I was very impressed. I was glad that we saw something different. Um, but I'm also excited to see that triple improve throughout her career. She seemed a little yep. fatigued in her last pass. She kind of yanked um, her, that double back right off the floor. I don't know if that's compensating for an injury or maybe she was just tired and trying to get that thing around. But I'm excited. I, I really hope she sticks with that triple and goes back into the gym and works on form and, and maybe some more um, amplitude versus distance. But I hope she keeps that triple because that that stands her out and, and that's a very yeah. unique skill. And then Reagan, I thought it was very good overall, super clean, really unique and fun choreography. Um, just, you know, that last pass out of bounds. But again, I just yeah. think about her coming into her own, really. But yeah. overall, getting to watch a start-to-end meet from the Sooners, I understand the hype. From from start yeah. to finish, from every single gymnast, they are just elite. You can, you can tell that their level of intensity is, is just different. I, you know, however, there, there were mistakes, and they are actually human. But I do, and yeah. I do think there were some overscores, but, but really not by a lot. Um, yeah. OU's just, they're really in a whole nother ballpark. I completely agree with you. But we will probably argue that next week because our assignment for next week is to talk the Florida Gators, the number two team in the nation by the end of season. All expectation was that it was going to be one of these two teams in the national championship that would walk away with the title. So really excited to cover them in depth as well. So we have decided that we are going to do the Florida Penn State meet from this past season. It was on March 7th. Florida went to Penn State and put up a huge score on the road. So we have chosen that one. Once again, it is on YouTube. So everyone make sure you go watch it. So when we do these breakdowns, you can follow along, compare your notes. If you have any questions or points of emphasis you want us to cover, make sure to reach out to us and we will talk all about Florida next week. All right. Well, now we are going to bring in our guest for the week. Like I mentioned, University of Kentucky gymnast Molly Korth is going to be calling in to talk all about her amazing career for the Wildcats. So we're going to bring her in. But first, I want to tell you guys once again about Bet Online. Obviously, I told you guys I have always been a little nervous to get involved in betting. I never thought that I had good enough luck and that I would just be really mad at myself for losing money. Uh, but we're all looking for some entertainment. And I think Bet Online is is a good thing to try. So while you're waiting this weird time out at home, you can still have some fun betting 
at betonline.ag. With no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on, but they still have hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. So if you just want to play some games, that's a fun option too. There's also still betting going on on mixed martial arts, American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, and a $750,000 poker series. So there is plenty of fun to be had at betonline.ag. And if you use our promo code MYPOD100, you'll receive a welcome bonus on your first deposit. So again, betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. All right, everybody. Well, let's go ahead and get to our special guest. McKenna and I are so excited to welcome University of Kentucky gymnast. I guess I should say former University of Kentucky gymnast. Unfortunately, I hate to say that, but I guess it's the reality. If you're a fan of SEC gymnastics, you absolutely know this girl. She has crushed it in NCAA ever since going to Lexington. So everyone welcome Molly Korth. Molly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Oh, we are pumped. McKenna and I both have pretty much our tie to gymnastics most recently has been in the SEC. So I have been such a fan of yours during your career and and have so many questions for you. I want to go back in time a little bit because uh, I worked for the SEC Network and I we always do preseason shoots. And so we go to each individual campus and uh, we do different video elements of all the athletes that will then be edited and used during the broadcast. And we also do some different sit down interviews with a few of the athletes and the coach. And I went and was conducting the interviews and it was the year that you were supposed to be joining the team but we did the shoot in like December, I think. So you weren't there yet. And because you, right. for those who don't know, Molly graduated high school a semester early, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. A semester. So I graduated okay. in December of 2016. Okay. And then you went and jumped right on in, uh, but you weren't there for the shoot. And I remember coach Garrison telling me about you and he was like oh yeah by the way we've got this other athlete who's going to be joining us and from the broadcast perspective we were like oh man like we, we won't have her her shot but we'll just make do like not to down freshmen <laughs> but we were like I mean how much could she really compete she just graduated high school and then in comes Molly and is freaking winning like every all around and we were like holy crap we need an element for this girl so uh yeah you definitely made your mark early and I certainly remember it so let's go back to that time tell me a little bit just about your transition how quick it was from high school to college and and what made you want to jump in so quickly right so I got the call to join Kentucky early actually in like that September so I just started my senior year of high school and I was so ready you know to get to campus in a year (laughs) not expecting (laughs) six months but um yeah I got the call and they were like are you going to be able to do that and I was like um well I mean if you really want me there that early I guess I can so we went and sat down with my guidance counselor and my principal at my high school and figured out my class schedule so I could graduate early um yeah, that was crazy. I had like the craziest senior, half senior year of high school ever. Um, 
And then I came to Lexington and I was really excited to like get started. Um, but I didn't realize how fast I would have to get acclimated to everything. So I just remember, you know, okay, Christmas was December 25th. And then we were, we left December 26th to come down to Lexington and they got me situated in my dorm. My parents got me situated into my dorm and I had practice the next day. And then we left for our first meet, like, five days after that. I barely knew everyone's name on the team. (laughs) Yeah. So I was just like, okay. And then we were sitting in the meeting before the meet and Tim goes, okay, Molly, you're going to anchor vault bars and floor. (laughs) Um, You're going to compete all around your very first collegiate meet. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I kind of felt bad because all these other girls had this such hard preseason. I'm just coming in here like, oh, here we go. So yeah, part of me, part of me felt horrible that I was taking girls' spots, but um, no, I was really excited just to get started. And you know, I never thought it would take off this fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just kind of kept winning all around, and I was like, oh, this is how it's gonna go. I guess. I mean, it yeah, was I was wild. really not expecting it. Yeah, you certainly did not look like you were fresh out of high school. You just took to it like (laughs) a fish in water. It was so awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. Talk to me just a little bit about the decision. Why Kentucky? Uh, And, you know, the reality is the SEC, SEC competition in gymnastics is stacked top to bottom. And any team can go into any meet and win any given day. Mm -hmm. You know, you obviously start to establish some, you know, um, redundancy sometimes they're the top dogs and whatever but you've really been Mm -hmm. a part of Kentucky kind of changing the narrative I I would argue that when you got there they were trying to climb into that top tier and you really helped lead that did did you see that as a potential did you think you could have the mark on Kentucky that you have um, I didn't really think I would do that much just because it's a team sport and, you know, I'm only one person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always wanted to go in to everything I do, not even just gymnastics, but everything in my life. I want to go in and make a legacy, make a name for myself. I want to do the best I can every single time I step on the floor. And so I think that was just another point in my life where I'm just like, you know what? I have four years to do what I need to do and I need to make a name for myself. And every time I go into a meet, that was my mindset. And so I, I kind of think that going into it and thinking that, you know, competing like it was your last time and just leaving everything out there. And just like my entire goal was, okay, let's not make the university of Kentucky forget your name ever. And so that was like a really big driving force for me. Um, But yeah, I think I got there. And of course my team was like, so excited for me to be there and I think everyone on the team especially my freshman and sophomore year were just so excited we were so driven to make it you know top session of SECs make it nationals and so I think you know and especially the class above me you know Alex Sydney um Katie Denea Aubrey Katrina I think all of them really stepped up um Mm -hmm. once you know me Haley and Elena got there and I think we made a really really good team 
I, I completely agree. It's been so fun to see the past few years. And I credit a lot of that to Tim. Uh, Coach Garrison has done a great yeah. job. And I think Kentucky is a program that's going to continue to rise even after uh, you move on. But now that you know your career has come to a bit of an abrupt end, unfortunately, you guys won't have that postseason run, which I would have loved to see what you guys could put together for your last go round. But how have the last few weeks been kind of coming to terms with the reality that gymnastics is over and uh now when you look back at your career your time at Kentucky what's your perspective on it now how grateful are you for your time in Lexington I mean I'm so grateful for the entire you know BBN community all of my teammates the staff all the support staff that has you know supported me through these four years um these past few weeks have been, you know, a lot of up and downs. I think, yeah. you know, from the first day we heard that our season was over and we were officially retired, we were just kind of like in denial. Um, yeah. I remember Haley and Elena calling me on FaceTime and they were just like, is, it, is this real life? Like, is this <laughs> how it's going to go? And yeah. we were talking about all of the possibilities. I just remember being on the bus going to West Virginia and all of us were sitting in the back and we were just refreshing our phones, refreshing Twitter, refreshing the internet. And it like it, one thing after another just kept coming about. And so, um, yeah, when we saw that, you know, most of the regular season meets were canceled and then SECs and then the rest of the NCAA um, championships, I think we were all just like staring at, we were all just staring at each other. We're like, well, what do we do now? Yeah. Like, we don't have to wake up at, 8 a.m. tomorrow and get ready for a meet anymore <laughs> like I just think we were all so in denial and I mean now that you know we're all back with our families and we get to spend time with them and you know kind of reflect on ourselves um, and have time for homework and other hobbies I think you know we're all kind of getting acclimated to it and um, I mean I wouldn't say excited that I'm moving on to other things, but I think I'm ready for the next chapter. Yeah. Although I would have loved to finish out my senior season, but I think I've finally come to terms with it and I'm happy with, you know, how everything in my last three years and the rest of this year went. So yeah. I think, you know, I've come to terms with it and I'm happy. I'm happy that, you know, we're like this right now. So that's awesome. Molly, I don't know if you remember this, but my first interaction with you, I believe correct me if I'm wrong, it was nationals, our freshman year? Yes. Yes, okay. Yes. So Molly had qualified as an individual to the national championships, and she got placed with LSU, and it was literally like she was on our team. It was – Aw, yes. I want to ask you the fun questions. Just want to bring you back a little bit, thinking over your time at Kentucky. Where was your favorite place to compete? Oh, that's so interesting. Um, I would say for regular – okay, I have, like, three different answers for this. So, oh. Rough Arena was so much fun for Excite Night. We had 12,000 people there, which was, like, wow. insane. Um, awesome. And then the PMAC was awesome. I loved competing at LSU. Um, <laughs> I know. And then I just really enjoyed SEC championships. Like, I think I almost yeah. like SECs better than nationals, which is crazy to say. But, no, like, I really did love SECs because I feel like everyone, even the fans, too, everyone in the SEC is just so such a close-knit family. So I feel like, yeah. you know, the gymnastics is so good. The fans are so good. Everyone claps for everyone and everyone respects everyone. 
So I feel like that was my favorite meet. Yeah. And especially in the SEC, because I just feel like every, everybody knows that everyone's good, you know? So it's just like, you know, everyone claps for everyone. The fans are great. So it's so competitive. It's such a high intensity environment for sure. I, I totally get where you're coming from. Okay. Last one to wrap this thing up, your favorite memory of all your years. If you can narrow um, it has to be my sophomore year when the team made it to nationals. Not even the national experience, but literally the That's feeling awesome. of all of us at regionals. Oh and I remember this because we were at Minnesota and we were competing against Oklahoma and Minnesota and, of course, us. So, and we were on bars and Minnesota was on beam. And I just remember so Alex was fifth in the bar lineup and she stuck her dismount. And we all just freaked out because, of course, like, the sixth person, you know, contributes a score. But at the end of the day, like, it's not me that was going to, you know, debate whether we go to nationals or not. So she just finished. I just remember everyone crying. And I still had to salute and do a bar routine. And I was like, guys, please keep it together. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to cry right now. And so, like, everyone was crying. Everyone was clapping, cheering, because we knew, like, ultimately we made it. and I laid in the bar just not. I just remember raising my arms and I was like, did that just really happen? I was like, Aww. oh my God. And so I ran over to my team. Yeah. And we all just like started crying and jumping up and down. And like, that was the best feeling ever that like we made history. We were the first team um, from Kentucky that made nationals. So I just hope that everyone can get that feeling at least once because wow, I'm, I will literally treasure that moment forever. I think that's that's a really great answer, and it certainly exemplifies the type of gymnast that you were, always team first. Uh, it was very evident that you loved what you did. You loved college gymnastics, and you certainly were a blast to watch. So congratulations on Aww. one heck of a career, and best of luck in whatever you do next. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Well, everybody, that wraps it up for us this week on Chalk Talk. As always, McKenna and I thank you so much for listening to us ramble about gymnastics. We definitely appreciate all the listeners and our subscribers. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do that so you get a notification every time we release an episode. Once again, next week's assignment for the meet of the week will be Florida versus Penn State from March 7th. We will strictly be covering the Gators. So make sure you guys watch and be prepared to cover that next week. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, stay inside, and we will talk very soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.